Um, let's pray. Father God, thank you so much for your word. Thank you that you made sure that it stayed intact so that we could read it and study it and learn more about you and have it change us from the inside out. Lord, I ask that by the power of the Holy Spirit, I will speak according to your word, Lord, and your power will go out from that. In Jesus' name, amen. I, um, I spent time with the Lord and asked, um, what, what do you want me to speak on? Because, you know, I, I had a few things running around in my brain, but the Lord straight away said, James chapter 3, verse 8, and it says, But no one can tame the tongue. It is, a restless, it is restless and evil, full of deadly poison. Now, I just want to say a disclaimer. I by no means have achieved perfection in this area. I'm just going to preach the word of God. As, as is all of us, we are a work in progress. Um, but it's funny because um, I've, I've learnt, we've learnt a bit of a lesson over the last three years. Um, we, we used to watch the nightly news fairly regularly and, um, and, and take that as, as fact, what we were watching, until something funny happened in um, 2019, 2020 and onwards and gave us a little bit of a scratching head moment and thinking, maybe it's not all completely honest, unfortunately. Um, so that's one thing that, that came to mind straight away was it's, that's the tongue too because then I thought about World War II and how on earth do so many people have such hatred towards the Jewish people especially brewed up in, in Germany and, and around there and I know this is an ongoing thing that's been going on for since time began really but in that period of time, it was propaganda, wasn't it? It was leaflets and radio and things said about them that weren't true. And it was the power of, of the word, spoken word, that created such a hatred that, that a lot of people became okay with the whole race of people being tried to be wiped out. So it, it really makes you think how much power the spoken word has, the tongue, the written word, the word of God. So our words affect everything. That's a pretty sobering thought. So James, I'll, I'll read the whole bit of scripture in here. James chapter 3, starting at verse 1. Controlling the tongue. Dear brothers and sisters, not many of you should become teachers in the church, for we who teach will be judged more strictly. Sobering. Indeed, we all make many mistakes, for if we could control our tongues, we would be perfect and could also control ourselves in every other way. Wowza. Verse 3. We can make a large horse go wherever we want it, 
we want by means of a small bit in its mouth. And a small rudder makes a huge ship turn wherever the pilot chooses to go, even though the winds are strong. In the same way, the tongue is a small thing that makes grand speeches. But a tiny spark can set a great forest on fire. And among all the parts of the body, the tongue is a flame of fire. It is a whole world of wickedness, corrupting your entire body. It can set your whole life on fire. For it is set on fire by hell itself. Very strong words there by James, aren't they? So he's just trying to say the power of a spoken word has a lot of power, doesn't it? And it can turn situations in such a way. Going back to the media again, this the current flare-up in Israel. You, you can watch, not it's not just the nightly news now, it's social media too, um, how it sways, it sways the opinion of people. And I, I remember one instance where um, a missile landed in the car park of the Gazan hospital. And immediately, CNN and everywhere said, Israel has bombed the hospital. And there's, I think they said, 600 casualties or something. And that was the immediate story that hit the airwaves everywhere across the world. It caused all these protests and riots and everything. And it took days and weeks for the actual truth to come out. It was a misfired Gazan rocket by Hamas that had misfired, landed in the car park, blown up a few cars, didn't land on the hospital. There weren't hundreds of casualties. I don't know the truth, actually, the whole story. How many? It was 30. There you go. People died. And, and, you know, they took them weeks to try and get the actual truth out there. So... It showed again the power of, you know, one little lie yes. was actually a big, a big lie, mm-hmm. and it could have literally started a kinetic world war immediately based on that information that wasn't even true. <clears throat> it's um, it really is a war on information at the moment. So where our words go, our life will follow. <clears throat> Like the ship, the tiny little rudder. It's it's um it's a big thing to think about. What we say, what we speak over things. So James is painting the picture: small tongue, big power; small rudder, big ship, moving; small spark, big fire that keeps spreading. We know we know how. Badly, it can affect someone's life if if, if a rumour spreads that's not true, yes, yes. Um, depending on what it, sort of a rumour is. I, I know in the area of um, you know the the court of law, someone can make a false accusation against someone, especially a celebrity, and they seem to be you know trial by media, guilty until proven yes. innocent. But in the meantime, their whole life is ruined if it's it's not a true accusation. Sometimes it's true, and the courts work that out. The the power of just one false rumour. Also, I think of um, 
married couple, the classic scenario. Oh, do I look fat in this dress or this shirt? The answer can um, be very, very important, can't it? It can, it can steer things in um, a very drastic direction. And a wise woman will never ask that question. That's right. Because she usually knows she's got a mirror. Don't ask a question, you already know the answer. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so our words can make or break. Is there any hope for us? Because James is saying, you know, no one can tame the tongue. So let's read on. James 3, verse 7 to 12. People can tame all kinds of animals, birds, reptiles and fish, but no one can tame the tongue. Just remember. It is restless and evil, full of deadly poison. Sometimes it praises the Lord and Father, and sometimes it curses those who have been made in the image of God. And so blessing and cursing come pouring out of the same mouth. Surely, my brothers and sisters, this is not right. Does a spring of water bubble out of both fresh water and bitter water? Does a fig tree produce olives? Or a grapevine produce figs? No, you can't draw fresh water from a salty spring. So I want you to note in verse 8, it says no one can tame the tongue. Or no person can tame the tongue. Which means... Denise can't tame her own tongue in her own strength. In my flesh, mm-mm-mm. tongue wants to fire. So this means we need supernatural invention, intervention. Sorry, which means there is hope. So first of all, we have the power of observation, and we need to be a little bit critical of ourselves. So what's coming out of my mouth? Is it true? Is it necessary? Is it kind? They're they're questions to ask. I need to ask myself all the time as well. Who has a little problem of the mouth acting before the the brain? Yes, quite often I do exactly the same thing. Um, Trying to... Get that moment of pause is a great thing to try and get into your life. So there's, there's some, some fruit. Like James said here, you, you know, you can't... A fig tree doesn't produce olives. So we're looking for fruit, judging ourselves on what comes out of our mouth. Some things, these are a list of things we don't want to be coming out of our mouth. Because these things, they're fruit. Gossip. Putting others down. Bragging. Manipulating speech. Like being emotionally manipulative. False teaching. Exaggeration. Complaining. Oh, guilty. Flattering. Lying. Swearing. So if, if you see a pattern of this in your own life or someone, else, someone else's life, it actually is an indication 
of what's in here, of what's in the heart. It is an indicator. So this is where we go to fix it. You can't turn the switch off here. I've tried. (laughs) We go here to fix it to make sure what comes out is better. So Jesus, Jesus warned us in Matthew chapter 12, verse 33. Matthew 12, verse 33 to 37. He said, a tree is identified by its fruit. So James didn't come up with that idea on his own. Jesus had already taught it. If a tree is good, its fruit will be good. If a tree is bad, its fruit will be bad. You brood of snakes. So he's talking to the Pharisees here. How could evil men like you speak what is good and right? For whatever is in your heart determines what you say. A good person produces good things from a treasury of a good heart. And an evil person produces things, evil things from a treasury of an evil heart. And I tell you this, you must give an account on Judgment Day for every idle word you speak. The words you say will either acquit you or condemn you. So there you go. Jesus set the bar pretty high, didn't he? He's he's just placed great importance on what we say, hasn't he? It's it's not a frivolous thing. Jesus put great importance on what we say. So if you suffer from habitual interesting things coming out of the mouth, I would suggest go to Jesus and have him examine your heart and help you to examine your heart. Rotten words, rotten heart. Your heart needs the healing. Yeah. Sometimes there's, there's things that have happened to us in our life and it's there. It's there. You're moving along with your faith but all of a sudden you'll get upset or someone will pull in front of you in the road and you've wound down your window and you're swearing at them out the road and you're Where did that come from? Which is good to take note. There's obviously an issue there. If I reacted that way and I didn't control myself, there's an issue. Sometimes we can push the issues down and say, no, God, you're not touching that. And because God has given us free will, he won't touch anything in our lives or our hearts without us surrendering our will and saying, please, God, help and repent. Go to him and say, I'm sorry, this is in my life. It's, it's not bringing me glory in my life. It's, it's ugly, it's here. Can you help me address it? Can you show me where it comes from so that I can deal with it and get rid of it? And don't worry, this is, this is a word to me too. Like I said at the start, <laughs> that's right. And just when you think you're doing okay, there may be a little test that comes along that proves otherwise. <laughs> we are all a work in progress, but I praise God for his word. Amen. Yeah. So how do you know when a potato is rotten? <laughs> you usually don't know until you... It's that smell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
and our lives, if there's something in our heart that hasn't been dealt with, it will come out as something that's not smelling very nice or sounding very nice out of our mouths. It's just an indicator of something else that needs addressing. Because you know what? What's the biggest concern for the world? Is it our eye makeup? <laughs> it's our heart. That's right. It's What's our heart. So most of us would know um, what Samuel said. Do not look at his appearance. The Lord said to Samuel, sorry, talking about Saul, I believe this was, in the scripture. Do not look at his appearance or at his physical stature because I have, I have refused him. For the Lord does not see a man as a man sees. For man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. And James chapter 1 again, because he goes on and says a little bit more. Verse 19, James chapter 1 verse 19. Understand this, my dear brothers and sisters. You must all be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. There's that pause. And I love the expression. Um, Ross says it a lot, and I don't know where it came from or, or anything, but we have... Two ears and one mouth for a reason. Mm. <laughs> Listen twice as much as you speak. We want, we want these to be working twice as hard as this. Yes. yes. And James says it. Must be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow mm. to get angry. Mm. And um, if, if you do get angry, try not to let this open when you're angry. Go and be by yourself so that it doesn't... Say things you'll regret or you're angry. Mm. Verse 26, if you claim to be religious but don't control your tongue, you're fooling yourself and your religion is worthless. Mm. That's pretty harsh too, isn't it? But I thank James for those words because we know how much importance there is that Jesus put on it. There's no good just acting religious, going to church and... And then you go home and gossip about everyone. It's, it's fruit. What's happening? It's showing up. You're not quite there yet. You haven't come to the point where you've let the Lord address your heart in that area. Ask, are you just going through the motions? Have I really surrendered my heart to the Lord? Have I let him live in me? Have I let him start refining me from the inside out? Have I been reading the word of God and let it change me from the inside out? That's a, it's a very, very good question. So what should we say? We've had a lot about what we shouldn't say. <laughs> Proverbs 18, 21. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And those who love it and indulge it will eat its fruit and bear the consequences of their words. So we go back straight to the start of the story. God said and there was. Creation. God said and there was. God said and there was. 
God made the heavens and the earth by speaking. Guess what? Jesus was there too. Mm-hmm. And in the start of John it says Jesus is the word of God. Yes. So what's the impo- most important thing to come out of our mouth? The word of God. <laughs> the word of God. Life. Yes. So our words can either create or kill. It's pretty, pretty sobering thought, isn't it? Mm. So we've given, been given a lot of authority with our words. When Jesus is in us and his Holy Spirit's working through us, that same authority that created the heavens and the earth can speak through us. Which is amazing. And again, I'm learning this also. Work in progress. That life is found in God's word too. When the devil tempted Jesus, mm. when he was fasting, what defeated, what defeated the words of the devil? The word of God. Word of God. Jesus spoke it out. Mm. He said, no, it is written. Mm. And he spoke it out. Three times. In a row he tried it and then he he went, nah, this isn't going to work. Defeated. Yeah. Write down the word of God. That's what I've been doing when I'm reading and I find a scripture that I think, that's a promise in the word of God that I would like to see outworked in my life or outworked in this family member's life or this friend's life. Write it down, stick it on the wall. I've I've got Psalm 91 on my toilet wall. (laughs) So I can... Get it? That's an amazing psalm, Psalm 91. It's um, speaking about God's protection over our lives in um, very specific ways. I, um, I really love Psalm 91. And I find we need to be very deliberate about it. It doesn't just happen. Because for so many decades, for a lot of us, we've been using this to say specific things in a specific way and we need to retrain it to speak truth I, I've heard I, I heard someone's testimony the other day a man of God and he went to the doctor because he was having these symptoms and the doctor said um, you know come for the test so that we can show you what treatment you have and he goes yeah yeah I'll come and have the test and I'll just have you know, um, I won't be having any treatment. And he said, what's that? And he said, I want the test so I can, I can specifically speak over specific parts of my body that need healing. And I know the Lord will heal me. Straight up he said that to the medical professions. And um, eventually in his journey that's what happened. He was healed. But what a powerful thing for him to speak out immediately when he was like, he had cancer diagnosis. And um, yeah, he just had, he wanted the specifics so he could pray specifically. And I believe this man of God had a gift of faith also. He was very, very well versed in walking in that kind of a lifestyle. But I think we can learn a lot from that. Mm. And if you think about um, John the Baptist and the, the miracle of his conception and birth when the angel came to Zechariah and said to him your wife's going to have a baby 
he started to say, oh, but she's, she's really old. How would that happen? And what happens? God shut his mouth until John the Baptist was born. Yeah. Um, which makes you think they needed that to be spoken out for it to happen and no doubt to be spoken about it. And um, Elizabeth responded in faith when, um, when she found out. So um, it, it just illustrates the importance of what we say. Yeah. Use the Bible when you pray as well, as much as you can. If you, if you have trouble memorising scripture, which I do as well, have some scriptures that you can pray over regularly. Speak it out while you pray, declare it. So Colossians chapter 4, verse 6, Paul gives us a little bit more advice. Colossians 4, verse 6. I'm reading it in the Amplified Version. Let your speech at all times be gracious and pleasant, seasoned with salt, so that you will know how to answer each one who questions you. Mm. Yeah. That's easy to say. (laughs) And it's quite, when um, when you've spent time with the Lord and you're not rushing and you've had a pretty good day, I, I would say that it does happen like that a lot. My thing when I get caught out, um, I could be frustrated with Connor, having a bad day, running late, or something. That's that's when you really get tested what comes out of your mouth. Yeah. And um, often have to go back and do some apologising if something nasty has come out. Also, also be very selective what you listen to. Mm-hmm. What goes in comes out. Yeah. The Lord convicted us a little while ago. Um, we had a really big clean out of all our, our DVDs, our series and everything. And now we don't even really watch anything. We watch sermons um, and we read. Um, we watch the Chosen series because we really like that. Um, and even with Connor, we really, really refined what, what goes in. And um, although it might seem... Very, well, it is very controlling. It's, it's assisting us to control our tongues. Mm. Yeah, so we're really trying to um, filter what goes in and what comes out. Rubbish in, rubbish out. It is, it is. Yeah. And we don't listen to a lot of mainstream media anymore either. Um, we sort of lost our, our trust in that. And we don't want to get caught up in um, propaganda either. Mm. Yeah. Try to really observe what's actually happening in the world. Um, Yeah, so what you sow, the majority of what you sow in here, gets in here, comes out there. (laughs) So sow good stuff as much as you can. So in conclusion, examine what comes out of your mouth. Observe it, examine it. I don't think I'll ever achieve perfection in that area because I'm a work in progress. None of us will, but we'll learn to examine and then go back to the Lord. Yes. Repent. Clean it out. Yeah. Try and have your lifestyle away that you can try and, you know, get much, much better 
in that area. So if it's, if it's not nice, take it to the Lord and surrender to his will. Replace the bad fruit with the word of God. So try and have coming out your mouth the word of God as much as you can. And I believe you'll see amazing, amazing changes in your life. Because it does. It speaks out permission for God to work in those areas in amazing ways. Because you know that he gave, he gave Adam and Eve dominion on, on the earth. Yes. So he gave it to humans to... He, he won't just, you know, send a bolt of lightning down if someone swears or something like that. He looks for permission. Mm-hmm. Your permission to work in your life. Yes. And, and we speak out permission for him to work in the lives of people around us. So, good stuff to bear good fruit. And counteract the plans of the enemy to sow lies and propaganda by speaking truth. Speak truth wherever you can. Whenever people ask about your faith, be ready for an answer out of the Bible. The truth. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. As much as you can. Get it in, get it out. The word of God. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you so much for the gift of free will. But Lord, we, we really, really, we love how you work in our lives and you, you change us from the inside out. And Lord, we... we really want to glorify you with our lives and what comes out of our mouths. And we want to love people and bless people with what comes out of our mouths as well. And we want to speak truth. So please help us, Lord. Give us a keen eye and ear for what's happening in our hearts by observing what comes out of our mouths. And help us to really take seriously your warning that we will have to give an account of any idle words. So help us, Lord, to be really thoughtful and prayerful on on what we say. Thank you so much, Lord, that you love us so much that you've forgiven us for our sins, Lord, through the blood of Jesus. And you've given us a new chance at life. Thank you for staying with us and giving us your grace to walk this life out being changed from glory to glory as we step it out, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We love you. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Thanks Amen. for the word, Denise. Awesome, Denise. Yeah. A really great word. Thanks for listening to this podcast by Wattle City Church. If you Google... Wattle City Church, you'll find us on Anchor, Spotify, Facebook, YouTube and a whole bunch of other platforms. Feel free to listen. We pray that you'll be encouraged by this message and by other messages that you listen to. We praise God and we pray blessings upon you in Jesus' name. Amen.